so we're live in the ownership economy. Why I don't use the call-in app that much, I have no idea. However, I'm going to start using it more and see what happens. It's just weird. It like doesn't work on desktop, but it works on mobile. But, you know, it's all groovy. We'll see. So a few things I want to touch on. Um, well, first of all, I think the whole NFTs on Twitter thing is like ridiculous it's getting absurd um i'm probably tagged in a i don't know a hundred posts a day saying thanks for the nft thing and it's all a scam it's kind of ridiculous um i gotta blow my nose but uh i just hope nobody's clicking on that fake shit um because it's really not fair hold on Okay, so the things I want to touch on. Uh, well, first of all, uh, I saw Switchboard, which the homie Philip uh, is the co-founder of, or maybe is the, just the founder of, uh, but Switchboard.xyz uh, officially announced today, which is a no-code tool um, around the maintenance of automation, uh, like Zapier and Make, which used to be Integromat. Um, which I'm very curious what people think about the uh, the whole make uh, branding because I think it's kind of weird. But um, uh, Philip, who was in uh, on deck no code uh, cohort number one, the inaugural no code cohort, uh, my classmate, my cohort friend, um, uh, Philip Larkin has raised four and a half million dollars, I believe, led by Slow Ventures, if I saw that right. Um, and it's awesome. Uh, he's a real entrepreneur. It's a real tool. Uh, and it's switchboard.xyz, which is super cool. Um, and I hope they crush because he's a good dude. Um, I'm all for no-code tools that add value to you know, especially SMBs, especially entrepreneurs, but businesses of all sizes. Um, I'm just kind of a diehard for the the common man uh, and woman and whatever else, you know, there is these days. And uh, I'm just pro uh, human life um, or pro human species. And um, I'm proud of him. And uh, I hope they, they absolutely kill it in a very good way. Um, not using good adjectives here, but, you know, working on it. So back to the whole Twitter conundrum that's going on. Um, I am just stunned by the potential amount of bots that are on Twitter and how they all have to do with crypto, which in itself, by the way, Web3, crypto, um, the ownership economy, is super complex and I would assume pretty tough for, I mean, the quote unquote average person to understand, um, you know, crypto in general is complex. It's, um, I wouldn't say it's intuitive because um, it's just different. You know, I don't think we usually think of decentralization of ownership of the things we use. We People, especially in business, don't make decisions from an equity standpoint. And what I mean by that is people don't make a decision based on what is best if you own the particular thing. It's more of like trading um, 
people think more of like trading an asset or trading a security more like, and I, I don't think the best decisions are made when people do that. I think the best decisions are made when you think about you are the owner or you are one of the owners. And so uh, I just think it's important to kind of think of, okay, if you were an owner of XYZ platform of switchboard of whatever, what would you do to provide value to the other users? What would you do to maximize the value of your equity? Not, not arbitraging like a price of a stock that's five dollars and then goes to five fifty and you sell it and then or you know you go the other way and short it you know it's more of like okay I need to make decisions that's in the best interest of the user for the long run because I am the owner I have I'm gonna you know build wealth off the equity which is a long term proposition not a short term proposition and. That's extremely important to understand because I would say the you know the average person doesn't own a company and definitely doesn't own you know multi billion dollar corporations. Those are a handful of people, you know, like Zucks, Bezos, you know, all those uh, Elon, uh, all those entrepreneurs that have done extremely extremely well in the business realm. Um, so you got to think of like okay, what decision would I make to improve this tool? to maximize the value of the equity in 10 years time, or, you know, not what would I want to see to please people for next quarter earnings or, you know, some BS like that, because I would say the decisions that are made based on quarterly earnings or annual earnings, or even, even, I mean, two years, three years out, it's kind of scary because there's no way you can make a decision to maximize quarterly earnings that simultaneously is also in the best interest of the tool for the long run. Those, in my opinion, contradict each other. And so I think there's a lot that creators need to know about crypto, about Web3, about the ownership economy, which is coined by a Variant Fund, which is, you know, Jesse Walden, Legion, Spencer, a lot of great people over there. Um, I mean, really great people leading the way. Um, so if you haven't actually, if you haven't read anything about the ownership economy, I would highly recommend going to variant.fund. And I believe that's what it is. Um, and checking out their website. Um, or uh, there's some stuff that uh, I referenced that are, that's like the core of where this came from. It was coined by Jesse Walden, uh, who came from A16Z, which is in Dreesen Horwitz. Uh, and Lee Jin uh, joined uh, him. Uh, she had her own fund. Um, and she really focuses on the creator economy, which morphs into the ownership economy. So what is the creator economy? The creator economy is a way for, um, is a way for, think of it this way, actually. So I bet you watch YouTube. I bet you consume content on Twitter, on a whole bunch of other platforms. and so. If you think about like YouTube and you see this rise of these individuals becoming media outlets, like where do you get your news? Like, does everyone here watch CNN? Does everyone here watch Fox News? Does everyone here watch MSNBC? No. Why? Uh, mainly because it sucks, but also because it's probably not talking about the shit that you care about. So you probably watch someone deliver the same information, you know, in between 
things that are, you know, uh, basically about the modern world and whatnot, but also in specific niches of, okay, I want to learn more about no code. I want to learn more about the creator economy. I want to learn more about crypto. And so then you watch the YouTube channel of like the crypto school with A16Z, which is incredible content, or, you know, you watch um, individuals that are, that are kind of telling the news, like, you know, at the daily wire, like Ben Shapiro, for instance, you know, uh, who's like a right-wing analyst and, you know, there's other people out there too, but basically you're seeing this rise or this democratization of media and you're seeing the news dispersed through all these individuals, all these different mediums. So instead of these four channels that are controlled by, you know, a centralized authority for just pretty much the government, you kind of have 20 thousand different outlets and you tune into the people that you want based on that specific niche and you know and kind of take your information from there so you're seeing this this explosion of uh of content uh on youtube on all the social media networks on their own sites on substack um which you can go to ownershipeconomy.substack.com um plug um, or anchor.fm backslash or forward slash JSK to my initials and learn about what it's like to become a creator or what it's like to be an entrepreneur for people who have done it and or are doing it um, on a regular basis. And so it's a way to connect with people who consume what you are publishing or what you are sharing with the world and monetize your fans in a way that is more one-to-one, that is more um, uh, uh, intimate is, is the word I'm looking for, um, which could be through podcasting, through creating an actual community, like on circle.so or, you know, on Mighty Networks, on Discord. There's a whole bunch of different places you could do this, but there's never been a way for you to monetize directly and have the whole, what Kevin Kelly, who's the founder of The Wired, uh, said one, which I think you said this 13 years ago, which is absolutely like bananas about the thousand true fans of how, if you haven't read this article, just type into Google um, or whatever search engine you use, um, a thousand true fans. And you can read the updated version, which is from Lee Jin. Um, and that is, oh, that's weird. And that is... Uh, a uh, hundred true fans, or like she says, a thousand true fans, try a hundred true fans. And basically it's about the people that would travel 30 minutes to have dinner with you or, um, you know, pay uh, $50 to see you speak, or um, I don't know, we'll go the extra mile to support your content. So like, um, I guess a good example of this would be like, Okay, since we don't have to watch these three channels to get the quote-unquote news, you can watch different outlets now that are like uh, Breaking Points, which uh, is done by Sagar um, and Crystal, who I think do a a pretty good job. And it's basically like a a news show, but it's got segments on YouTube, um, and they have their own sites, BreakingPoints.com, where you go and subscribe and become a premium member. And so they are then supported by their own fans and paying a monthly subscription. And therefore, there's a couple of things that come out of this that are really, really good. One, they're not solely dependent on advertising, which in the mainstream media, advertising is so critical. In fact, 
the foundation of mainstream news is advertising. That's how they get money. And when you're so dependent on advertising, advertisers with the big bucks can really control behind the scenes a lot about the content that you're creating and dispersing because they'll say, hey, we won't pay, you know, this much to, I don't know, to, uh, you know, have this commercial after this break because you're talking about this subject in this way and we don't agree with it. There's a million different reasons, but um, they have a lot of influence. And when your influence is taken away and you're then solely supported by the people who actually consume your content and just appreciate what you're doing, you know, like a breakingpoints.com, you have a lot more leeway and a lot more flexibility and a lot more, um, uh, I don't know the right word, but reason or drive to share the truth, to just disperse information that's best for the community, which is that little sector of people that are paying X amount of dollars per month to support then receiving the news in this way because they trust these resources. So you're going to see this unbelievable um, kind of uh, um, launch of independent media platforms like the Daily Wire, like a Breaking Points, you know, like um, even a Joe Rogan is a pretty good example um, of a way that people get information about what's going on in the world. And you really don't want these people to be so contingent on advertisers. And it's for, there's many reasons for that, but the main reason is you don't want to have news influenced by money. That's a dangerous dangerous mix. Money should never influence the objective truth because the objective truth occurs with or without money. And so it's super, super important to ensure that you're getting the news and whatever information that you want to receive without uh, having advertisers control whatever that medium is. So, So like I said, the amazing thing about what the ownership economy and what that is, is, is the creator economy mixed with crypto and crypto, you know, is the word for web three, whatever you want to refer it as, and a way for you to connect with your fans in a community directly and be able to monetize those fans in a way where, you know, you can have a thousand fans that are willing to, you know, drive the 60 minutes or pay an extra $5 for certain content. And that's just super, super important. So I think, um, I think uh, we're just seeing, we're seeing, we're actually in the very beginning of all this. And so what's really cool is, is that you're going to have so many different outlets and so many different, um, so many different organizations, so many different people, um, so many different uh, outlets kind of saying the same things, but you can then go and find the people that you trust and or, you know, be a part of the community where you vibe with, you know, everybody else in that community. And so what I'm trying to do personally is support the community of the creator economy with no code tools. And I believe that, that those two things plus crypto is what equals the ownership economy.
And you're going to see creators pop up more than ever. And like I said, they're, they're coming from all different angles, whether it's a niche, like a no code tools, it could be someone who specializes in SAP. You're like, for example, on my last podcast, I had Andy Wingrave, who's uh, one of the top uh, automation experts in the world. Zapier, make.com. It's so weird to say make.com, by the way. I That branding is so weird. I, I, I've i never heard anyone that was like, oh, make.com, that's a great branding. Wow, fantastic. It looks awesome. It's just weird, like make.com, whatever. Uh, but no coders or makers. Um, and, and, uh, and basically... He has new clients every week, spends an hour, gets paid up front and uh, fixes the problem on the call, you know, in real time with the people and saves them hours and hours of work. And then they leave a good review and it goes on. And, you know, it's a couple hundred dollars for that. So that's one niche, no code, like automation, which saves a bunch of time. There's going to be people, though, that want to pay a, a fee to maybe get expert information on a certain subject or get a, you know, written editorial review on something they want to publish. It could be anything. It's kind of hard to imagine a world like this because we've never really been in one, but I bet, I bet you're consuming more content between YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, than you are on cable television. I just, I could be wrong. I just don't think I am. And whether it's podcasts, whether it's video content, whether it's both, which is Spotify pretty much, which is video of the podcast, which is really cool. And again, you can actually check out an example. If you go just search ownership economy on Spotify and you'll see uh, the ownership economy, um, how anyone can can uh, achieve 1,000 true fans. And uh, you can listen to some um some of the entrepreneurs and creators that I've interviewed so far and kind of see what it's like to embark on that journey. Cause I unfortunately do know a lot of people that aren't particularly happy with what they're doing. And that really sucks to hear because there's no reason why you shouldn't love what you're doing in today's world. There's so many different avenues to make money, um, to make a living and, do you need to make a million dollars a year? <laughs> no, that's honestly, it's fucking absurd. Like the fact that people think they need to make a million dollars a year is so backwards. Like, why don't you find out what you love talking about, what you love researching, what you love doing and just do it because you love doing it. And it will monetize itself if you're good enough, unless you're like really boring or super untalented and not good at that thing. Well, first of all, you probably don't love it if you're not that good because otherwise you'd be trying. I believe everything can be learned. Almost everything can be learned. You can't be born like six foot eight, like LeBron and, you know, be that huge. That's so rare. 99% of people have learned their, their trade and become experts of their trade because they worked really damn hard. Like is Julian Edelman a freak of nature? No, like he's the way he was the wide receiver for the New England Patriots. He went to Kent state in Ohio He's like five foot nine. I don't know, 160. He's just like a, I don't know, a pretty standard white dude. And he worked really, really hard. His dad was an NFL coach or a, a college coach or high school coach. And he practiced all the time and became an NFL wide receiver. 
because he really just outworked everyone. And so I think everything can be learned. And if you're not, and, and so what I mean by that is you will, if you undoubtedly love something and really work hard at it, you will just progressively become better, 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 and then be an expert or be great or, you know, whatever, a guru, whatever you want to call it. And if you, and what I'm saying is if you don't become that, it's probably because you don't love what you're doing because otherwise you would become that good. So you're, you would just naturally come that good if you were working that hard. So um, I, I, it's almost a byproduct of finding your passion, which ha- is a mix of something you're really, really good at and something you're willing to work at. You combine those together and that ends up becoming a monetizable product that people in this world want to consume or want to pay for in some way, whether it's a service, whether it's a, a literal product, you know, that you could like a SaaS or something, you know, software as a service or something like that. And, or maybe it's just, you know, you speaking, maybe it's, you know, you creating some sort of media content and then potentially there's advertisers that want to pay you, uh, people that want to pay you for subscriptions or people that want to donate to you, like on the YouTube thanks button. There's so many, so many, so many different ways. And this is the beginning of a new era where just starting it, it's becoming more and more obvious to me to see just people, how do you get your, like five years ago, I did not use YouTube like I do today. When I watch segments on like the TV, like from mainstream news or something like that, I consume it on YouTube. And I'm pretty sure everyone's leaning that way. And I think there's a billion people on YouTube, but I would normally go to different sites or different mediums meaning platforms, or even turn on cable. Now, I literally just use YouTube, or I use Twitter, and I use LinkedIn. And this is just the beginning. I mean, I, like, I implore you to think about, well, if I tell you to look up something or watch something, do you go to YouTube? Do you turn on the TV? Do you listen to a podcast? I guarantee you listen to a podcast. Podcasts are just going bonkers. And I think podcasting is about to, I'll make a bold statement right now just to have this on record. Spotify will displace YouTube. You can consume more audio content than you can video content. Why? Because audio is passive. You can listen to it and do other stuff. YouTube, you have to pay attention and watch or video, I mean. And so Spotify is including that video if you want to watch it, which is amazing. And that just started recently for everybody to be able to upload it. Um, Podroom is another one, which is a great app uh, for podcasts and podcast videos. And you uh, you could just consume more hours of or minutes or hours of podcasting than you can of videos. And so people are going to spend more time on Spotify than they are on YouTube. I really believe that. And I think we're probably three years away from that is my guess. Um, Spotify is going to be massive. So anyways, I just wanted to kind of use this app again, see what's going on, connect with the people and uh, kind of inform people of what's coming and, you know, the future of the internet. It's going to change in a massive way. It's in the process of changing. And I guarantee you're experiencing it. You might just not realize it. And like I said, just think about how much you use something like YouTube now as you versus what you did, you know, five years ago.
So anyways, I'll do this more and more. And um, I would love to get some, you know, comments from you guys, if there's something that you'd like me to talk about or some sort of uh, structure or, you know, content or something you want me to talk about or a way you want me to talk about it. And um, yeah, I'd love to, you know, have everyone, anyone on here debate anything, uh, you know, and just kind of learn more, uh, you know, from everyone else. And hopefully um, I'm helping educate, you know, even if it's just a little bit. So anyways, love you all and hope everyone has the most amazing day ever. Peace.